peace and blessings. Welcome to another episode of Soulcology. I am the Soulcologist Asia Elaine. And thank you so much for joining me in my exploration of spiritual truths from a analytical point of view. Bridging the mind and the heart to inspire total healing of the self. Enjoy. Hey, y'all. Oh, man. It feels really good to be back doing this. Like, for real, for real. And it's crazy because I'm just holding the phone and talking to it. But it's been so long since I've done this. Like, I don't know if I've done an episode since being pregnant no I did I did but oh man anyway hello I am Asia Elaine and welcome back to Soulcology oh you know in this this hiatus I take I took um I became a whole different person and I think that might be the topic for today, like the the spiritual initiation that is becoming a mother. Like, I feel like a whole different person now. And it's crazy to think about because I'm still me. But when you think about the transformation your body goes through for one like you your 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 organs are shifted and you know throughout the pregnancy and you experience just like bodily functions you've never even thought were possible like i remember the heartburn i had i was like as i've, I've experienced heartburn before heartburn is heartburn you know um, it's not like the most comfortable thing in the world, but it was never before getting pregnant did I ever like have a, a serious issue with heartburn. But then, you know, I was vomiting daily, several times a day because the heartburn was just so intense. So it's just your body is is going through so much. And then that's even, you know, the fact that you even stay pregnant, that's a miracle. Because when you think about it, you know, and this is why the first trimester miscarriages are are more likely to happen because your body is like, yo, what is this thing trying to take over? You know, and I used to say all the time in the most loving way possible, like I'm really just speaking from a purely scientific place. Children, infants, not even infants, the the, the fetuses, they're parasites, you know, once they are established in your system, they will siphon every bit of, of nutrient energy, anything from you. So that they can grow and be the healthiest possible little perfect baby in the world. Um, and so it's just, you know, for your body, it, it takes that as like, you know, a, a threat. Because it 
technically is like childbirth and child rearing, child conceiving. Like it's just so much on the body and it's just amazing. And then going through the birth process, that was mind blowing. Um, and I think I'll, I'll use this podcast to, to tell the story of my birth, my birth story, because it really was a beautiful process. Like it was very intense, very intense, very, wow, the hardest thing I've ever done, but it's crazy looking back on it. It doesn't feel like it. Like I know conceptually like with my mind, I remember it being difficult, but like Man, after having some time to spend with my son, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever done. Like, it's the hardest thing, but the most beautiful, rewarding. I'm so blessed to have been able to experience it. Oh, man. And so my point is, I say everything I just said to say, I'm a new person now, you know, um... I've I've changed. Like I'm still Asia, but I'm a mother now and like I think differently. I I feel different. Just like from every every fiber of my being has shifted. Um and it's it's truly an incredible feeling and I'm very thankful to have just been blessed been blessed to to have been trusted to be his mother. Um, you know, babies, the fact that women, we are the portal for these souls. It's such an honor. Like we are initiating life, you know, like a piece of God is incubating within ourselves, untouched by the world, so unjaded, uninfluenced by fear, uninfluenced by anything that would sever its connection to God. And so it's just pure divine light energy. And we get to 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 harness that to and then once they're here we we have we are tasked with the responsibility of nurturing that and and fostering that and 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 feeding the growth that comes from like comes with that you know and it's just it's such a blessing and such an honor and I'm so thankful and then you know and I maybe I'm just biased because he's my son you know but I truly believe, and this is not to say that other children aren't special because every child, every person, every, everybody is, is equally divine. You know, I, let me just go on the record saying that everybody is an equal piece of divinity. Everybody is an equal piece and has the, the equal potential to be divinity throughout their life. But not even but, and, we're going to say and, and my baby, I see his specialness. You know, I see his, his, his potential. I see him just being great, embodying his greatness fully and totally. 
he's just so he's I don't I'm trying to refrain from using the word special but he's different <laughs> you know he's he's from from the beginning he came out talking he didn't cry he did not cry and that's so beautiful he did not cry when he came out you know he was shocked so he he made a sound of like oh my god this is new but then he spent like an hour just talking like just making baby talking noises and it was beautiful and he's really rarely cried since he's he's not a big crier he's always been super aware and super able to communicate his desires without crying like he's he's very communicative and expressive and and he's always just trying to move he's from the beginning trying to crawl and he's just he's ready to go he's ready to experience life he's ready it's like it's like he was you know almost it's almost as if like he was at the very end of like getting something accomplished before his past life self passed and he came back through me and was like all right Let's get back to it. Let's get this show on the road. I got things to do. I got, I got, I got, I got, I got things to accomplish. You know, he's just ready to go. And I, as his mother, because his spirit will remember, but his flesh, because he was reborn into this world, how it works is we, we forget, we get amnesia so we can experience life, you know? And so we kind of forget our path. We forget our 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 soul's mission and that's why so many of us are end up just going following you know what the, what what society prescribes for us rather than going on our own path because we forget you know and we get indoctrinated with all these other opinions and thoughts and etc and so my responsibility as his mother is to foster who he is not who the world wants him to be not who I want him to be it's for me to foster who he is and that's just a big task and responsibility and I'm I'm grateful for it I I'm grateful that that he his spirit his self whenever he you know his 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 soul his his specific his specific part of divinity that wanted to come back into this earth plane whenever that spirit said hey I want to go again I want to try again at this living thing um you know I'm, I'm glad they were like hey Asia Asia and my father they are the ones that can help me reach my highest potential they are the ones that that are going to provide me with the lessons I need to learn to to get to where I'm trying to go, you know? And it's just, when I think about that, and I'm like, thank you for choosing me, you know? Thank you, you divine spirit, for choosing me. Thank you for, like, just trusting me to to give you what you need, you know? And so I've just been, I've been challenged and tasked with the responsibility of making sure I am living my best life, you know, like I'm making sure and not just like, let me, you know, cause people say living my best life as we're going out partying, we're going, doing this, we're, you know, going to the club, going, you know, or, or turning up at brunch or whatever it is, like living my best life. I'm going on a trip. I'm going, you know, just doing stuff. You know, I feel like living your best life is, is is honoring yourself honoring your spirit honoring goodness and and embodying that and then putting that into the world and 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 making others feel good and making others you know helping others where you can um extending a helping hand 
just being of service to the world and yourself, you know, treating yourself like you would treat someone you love. And I've been working on doing that. I've been working on and I've I've kind of always been cognizant and aware of the media I, I intake. Um, I just don't like not feeling good. And I've always kind of realized that like certain programming dramas, scary movies, you know, the news, stuff like that has always kind of just like, I've always shied away from that. But now I'm being even more intentional about the media I'm consuming. And because I would like let certain stuff slide sometimes like, oh, it's a good song. So I'll listen to it. You know, now I'm like, no, I'm not letting any energies in this home that don't belong here. And, you know, I'll I'll probably touch on this more in in a later podcast, but, you know, the music you listen to, the TV shows you watch, you know, the person who creates this, the energy that they put into it, that is going to come into your home whenever you play this. Um, The mantras that are repeated in the songs you're listening to, that will, that energy will persist within your life, within your home, if you allow it into there. Um, So it's just, you know, making sure you are gatekeeping everything that passes or I'm making sure I'm gatekeeping. I'm not you know, going to preach, but making sure that I'm gatekeeping everything, every bit of energy that comes our way. I'm making sure that it is something that I, um, you know, would want for my child to be hip to, to experience. Um, I've been reading a course in miracles, which is a wonderful book. Um, I would recommend it to any spiritual seeker. Uh, it's it's really something I think that's meant to be found, though, once you've explored other concepts. Um, I believe that, yeah, it just, it, 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 it makes a lot make sense. Or really what it does, because it's actually, it's written by a psychologist um, and it's written like a psychologist would write it. And so it it takes a lot of, basically, it's it's a it's a dense read. But once you have started to explore, um, just spirituality and spiritual concepts in 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 your relationship with divinity, um, enough through other paths, this book I think will start to kind of just confirm, um, confirm certain certain truths for you but I say all that to say I've been reading A Course in Miracles and there is a quote that has really stood out to me um, especially after being a mother because like I said I'm tasked with the responsibility of just gatekeeping the energies that come into our home and just making sure that I I keep that light lit (laughs) you know Um, and, and allow our home to be because the world, the outside world's going to be what it is until, you know, enough people start to, you know, shift their consciousness and be better to each other and be better to the earth and be better to themselves. Um, but I can make sure as far as me and my house, I get that phrase so much now, as far as me and my house, we are going to be better to ourselves, better to each other, better to the world. Um, and so there is a quote I found in The Course of Miracles that says, Consider the kingdom you have made and judge its worth fairly.
And so as I've been, you know, just making sure just motherhood has has been constantly challenging me against that quote. Like I constantly check myself and my life against that quote and like make sure that, you know, we're watching shows that are enriching, that I am, you know, whenever he's asleep, I'm not just watching shows that are still, you know, trash. I'm not, you know, taking in, you know, certain things that I would have taken in and not cared about when I wasn't considering how it would influence my child, you know, when I didn't have a child to think about. And so just being a mother just puts a whole different lens and perspective and viewpoint on the world if you let it. Whew, man. So, um, yeah. I guess now I'll tell my birth story and then we can go ahead and close out this episode. I was just really excited to get back to Soulcology. Like, did y'all hear the intro? Like, your girl is is really really about to step into her purpose for real. Like I took that break that took that hiatus, um, because I was becoming a new person. I had, I had to cocoon like, you know, while he was, Oh, this reminds me actually, I came up with the beautiful, most beautiful just vision of the world last night. And this is leading into it. Sorry. I just got excited because he was cocooning in my body, right? He he had like how caterpillars go into cocoons and become butterflies. His spirit was cocooning in my body and now he was birthed into a person. And, you know, people are just butterflies. Like, and it's just a beautiful thought when you like, we're all butterflies. Because look how beautiful butterflies are. And now, how happy when you see a butterfly, like everyone gets happy when they see a butterfly. And it's just that beauty that they just, they're just beautiful little beings just floating by. And it's a great concept to think about. But um, I was, you know, in the same way he was cocooning within me, I was cocooning within myself. And so I needed to, to, to not worry about creating anything other than life, you know? I had to remind myself often that, when I wasn't being quote unquote productive, like I was doing the literal most productive thing any person could possibly do by creating a person, you know, like resting was my ministry. Resting was, I needed to rest. I just, it was, I deserved rest. You know, it was necessary to not have to feel like you have to create cause I'm creating already. But now I'm coming out of that space. Um, Emmanuel is now three months today. It was literally exactly three months ago that I gave birth. Um, we're coming up on literally almost a year since I conceived. Um, that's in like three weeks. And that's amazing to think about. Just a whole year. But this year process has been so incredible. Um and yeah, so I, I wasn't creating, I wasn't doing podcasts, I wasn't, you know, I would do something here and there for Soulcology, but it wasn't my focus. But now I feel like I'm coming into a space where I can focus on it because I have, I've adjusted to this new woman I've become. And I'm ready to, ready to go into the future and, and just make more magic and create wonderful things and and step into my purpose and be be the the be the spirit that I chose to be whenever I chose my parents you know 
why I am the way I am, you know, and, and thankfully that was nurtured. And we'll talk about that another day too. My mom did a great job. Oh my gosh. My mother did a great job with me. Shouts out to her in the fullest. So it's like I was just saying about my responsibility to nurture the light in my son. She did a wonderful job of doing that. My mother made sure that I basked in 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 light in the joy of who I was and I got to to feel I felt special. I felt like I was a piece of divinity. She I went to, you know, a, a, a my first school was a a Christian school. Like I was always put into places my mom made sure that you know music was censored and I you know certain songs and I used to hate it as a kid like why are you changing the song it's a good song it's cool but because she was making sure I wasn't indoctrinated with filth you know obviously things crept in I was you know left to my own devices once I got older so it wasn't like I was completely completely sheltered but she did the best she could with what she had to make sure that I was just basking in light at all times and basking in the truth of who I was. And I knew I was great. I knew I was, I could do anything. I knew, shouts out to mom, shouts out to mom. But anyway, so, um, I'm going to now tell my birth story. Um, and what I remember of it, because I, it is, I should have done this right after I gave birth, but, um, I will tell you what I remember of it. And it's a beautiful story. And I believe because I had an unassisted birth, I I did not have a medical professional present. I did not have a midwife or a doctor, a gynecologist. I gave birth at home. I did have my doula and she is educated on, you know, um, educated enough on birth and the process of it. And, you know, we were prepared to go to the hospital if necessary, um, prepared to if, if, if anything went wrong to the hospital I went to the hospital the next day to make sure everything was good get checked out um that's another story for another day because I actually had to stay I gave birth on Monday night I left the hospital Friday um so that's another story but we basically we were it was safe but I was at home I was comfortable I only had people that I wanted to be present present um and yeah, so I'm going to tell the story because I think that hearing positive birth stories can allow for women to step back into their power as birthing women, as women who are capable of doing this without intervention. Uh, pregnancy is not a sickness. Birth is not a sickness. We do not belong in a place that is set up for the worst case scenario um it's it's it is a blessing that they are there in case of a worst case scenario but that is not the intention we should be going into birth with not thinking oh something should could go wrong so let me be here because we are made to do this our bodies are designed to again once our bodies accept the pregnancy and decide not to attack it for its ability to attack us I just had an epiphany that maybe that's why miscarriages happen. It just isn't safe for the mother at the time. Another story for another day because I need to explore that deeper. But once our body accepts it, our body does exactly what is necessary to nurture and and sustain the life and to bring it into the world. Like I remember once I got closer to the due date, I was like nervous because how does a baby come out? <laughs> 
it still doesn't make sense. But I'm like, it knows what to do. Like he has no choice but to come out. So he's gonna come out and, and I'm I'm gonna be okay because I was designed to do this, you know? So I'm gonna play this quick ad real quick and then we are going to get into my birth story. Thank you so much for being here as we discuss soulcology. Thank you so much for being here and um supporting me and i look forward to many many years of these conversations and oh, i'm just glad to be back i really am like this feels good this this feels good i haven't done this in a while oh it feels like i'm stepping in my purpose like i know my purpose is to do soulcology or something like it to to have these conversations and it feels good to be walking in that as this new person I am Ugh. anyway here's the ad and then we'll get into the birth story okay so birth story I gave birth to a beautiful baby boy my Emmanuel Elijah Salam on October 12th, 2020, um, fully at 9.48 p.m. He weighed about eight and a half pounds. Um, he wasn't weighed right at birth because, like I said, I had him at home um, with no medical professionals or tools or anything, so... I didn't find out his weight till the next day, and he was 8.4 at the hospital, and babies are known to lose weight after birth, so his, his birth weight was definitely higher than 8.4, and he was 19 inches long. Very big boy, <laughs> very big boy to have delivered at home by myself. I did tear. Oh, man, he was so big. I tore. Um, I had to get stitches the next day. And it was just a beautiful experience. I I knew he was coming soon. I always knew because he was due on October 28th, I think, was the due date. 28th, 29th, something like that was the due date. I always knew from the beginning that he would be here before that. I knew from the beginning he was going to be because, one, his dad is tall. His dad's like six foot four at least. He might be six foot, man's tall. And so I knew we, we'd be having a big baby. Um, I, throughout my pregnancy, he was big. I was, I'm little, I'm 5'1", was like 110 pounds at the most prior to getting pregnant. So I was little and I was all stomach from like the beginning. So I knew he was going to be big. I knew he was going to run out of room. And especially like towards the end of my pregnancy, I'm like, yo, there's not much more he can go. I'm, I'm at capacity right now. I was stretched to my limits. And so I was thinking like the 15th and I was hoping for the 15th because my birthday is April 15th. And so it would have been like a full exactly six months between our birthdays. That would have been super cool. But um, he was born the 12th. I was dilated three centimeters a week before that. I went to my uh, 36 week. He was born at 38, so 37 week. I went to, was it my 37 week? My 37 week appointment, I think. 
And I was three centimeters dilated. And so I knew he'd be coming at any point in time. He came five days later. So I was almost 38 weeks. Something like that. I don't even know anymore. I don't even know anymore. Um, But so I started contracting. I felt cramps two days before he was born. So that would have been the 10th. I felt cramps, um, and I hadn't felt them at any point in the pregnancy, and so I'm thinking, like, I'm like, okay, these are what Braxton Hicks feels like. Uh, they were like every 20-something minutes apart, and I'm like, okay, so this is just Braxton Hicks contractions. It's nothing. It's no big deal, but he's coming soon because I'm having contractions. Like, And I'm like, okay, this is what it feels like, cramps. That's cool. And then, so come the 12th, at like 7-something in the morning... Well, I've, okay, so my doula actually, the night before my doula called me and was like, hey, how are you feeling? How are you and Emmanuel doing? And, you know, I'm like, we're good. Like, nothing's happening. Because the contractions that I was feeling the day before, I didn't feel anymore the next day. Like, I didn't feel anything at all. So I was like, okay, we're good. Yeah, it's, you know, I feel like he's coming soon. But, you know, nothing's happening right now. I wouldn't be surprised if I had him in the morning, though. Ha, 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 ha. And so the next morning, like I said, I woke up and I'm cramping and they're pretty consistent. Like every like five minutes apart, I was like having a cramp. And I'm like, okay, these are intense, but like, I don't think I'm in labor because I'm, I'm Googling it. I'm like, because they're five minutes apart and I'm Googling it. I'm like, okay, but I don't like no other sign of labor is happening. And it feels really early if I'm like no other labor sign is happening to be having contractions as close together. So I'm thinking it's, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's like pre, primordial, promdromal labor, something like that, where it's like your body, it's like real contractions and like it's real labor symptoms, but like you're not in labor yet. I don't know why I convinced myself that's what's going on. But I'm like, yeah, it's, it's not real labor. Like, I'm, I'm cramping, I'm contracting. But, like, this is, eh, you know, it's not real labor. But then I went to the bathroom. And I finished and I wiped myself. And there was blood. And I was like, oh, okay. Yep, it's happening now. This is real. This is It's the quote-unquote bloody show or whatever. I was like, okay, yep, it's time. So... But again, I'm like, okay, it's fine. Like, I'm, I'm cramping. I'm like, okay, this is real labor. Awesome, awesome. I took a bath. Did I take a bath that day? Yeah, I think I took a bath. I'm talking to my mom. I was like, yeah, I think I'm in labor. My mom's freaking out. I didn't tell anyone I was having an unassisted birth. I, I was planned this from the beginning. I knew I was not going to go to the hospital because like, I didn't trust it. And the more I read about it, I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing this in the hospital. So grateful I didn't do it in the hospital, especially after having going having to go to the hospital the next day and had been there and the whole process with that. Again, that's another story for another day. I will tell that story because it ugh. But I'm thankful I had my baby at home. But my mom's like freaking out. She's like, Oh my god, you're in labor. Ah, you need to go to the hospital, you need to make sure you're safe. And again, just just promoting the fear that women have in giving birth, which is completely unnecessary. 
Um, and so I'm just like, you know, I'm good. I think we're fine. I'll go, you know, when it's closer, but I think it's time. And, you know, I'm calm. I'm just relaxing. I'm like, okay, baby's coming. Cool. Um, and then, so the, the, the late, the contracting process up until I was getting closer up until like, I guess I was dilating because we weren't checking the dilation. We weren't, you know, there was a very little intervention on my body. We just, I labored, I just naturally labored. I was just, you know, got to move around and did what felt comfortable. And it was, it was beautiful. I would walk around and stuff and, you know, up until like I transition, which I knew was transition. My, my doula went over the stages of labor with me. Um, and in transition, you, the woman tends to throw up, uh, because she's fully dilated. You're like, okay, I'm done. Up until we were nearing that point, contractions, while they sucked, <laughs> they were really, really intense. I remember them being like really, really intense for like a minute and then stopping. And then I could be, I'd be good. So it was like really, really intense, a lot of pressure. Basically it feels like a very, 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 very intense period cramp for a very like for a minute long and then once that minute's over you're good and it just that cycled over and over again for a while and then I just remember being tired though at a point um but I was like I said I had the people who who I needed with me I had my my doula I had my very close sister friend Bianca and uh y'all heard her on the, the the show she has her own podcast and her own um, her own soulful infused business that she is creating. Um, and she is a future doula. That's why she was with, or she is basically a doula. She's attended two births and been there for both me and Bray. So she's a doula. But um, had her with me, had my doula with me, and then I had my my very close friend with me um that has did a very good job stepping up and being a positive male figure in mine and my son's lives where um the father of my son has been not super present my friend had did a very good job stepping up so he was there and because of that, I was catered to. I was. They were giving me uh, drinks. They were fanning me. They were massaging me. They were walking with me, helping me breathe. Uh, that was, I think, the best part for having my doula there. She was very good at helping me breathe. Oh, the breaths when she we would take breaths together. That was very helpful. Um, and yes, I just I labored through it. So you know, from seven something in the morning to now like nine o'clock is whenever I started pushing I think um pushing was the hardest part you know I was tired and at a point I couldn't get comfortable I took I tried to take a nap after transition happened after I vomited I tried to take a nap I couldn't fall asleep but I was able to rest for a little bit um and then it's time to push pushing was so exhausting that was the hardest part I know now, and honestly, I, I, I don't know how I would have got to that position in the first place, but I think squatting would have been the easiest process for me. Um, squatting, I think gravity just would have helped a lot more. I was on my hands and knees on my bed, but gravity would have helped if I squatted for sure. Um, but 
pushing was super hard. And so once I'm like, okay, I feel it's time to push. I'm pushing, I'm pushing, I'm pushing. And like, everyone's like, oh, we see the head. We see the head. Yay, he's crowning. I'm like, okay, good. He's almost out. It's hard. I'm pushing. Ah, he's not coming out. Um, Because I would push and then he would like retract. And every time I would push, it would like come out a little bit and then retract. And then come out a little bit and retract. And then I'm pushing. Everyone's like, yay, you got it. We see his head. Yay. And then it's a big pop. And like I felt like just a big like wet explosion. And everyone was like, oh, it was the water. And I was so upset because we all thought it was his head. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not done. I still have to keep pushing. Because um, I remember honestly one thing too. Everyone was like, once the head comes out, that's the hardest part. Everything else will just like slide out. So I'm like, okay, when, when I'm thinking I'm pushing and it's the head, I'm like, okay, good. It's almost done. Yay. And then, it, like I said, a big pop and water just flushed everywhere. And so I think it was a little bit more time. And then his head really started to come out. And so then that was the same process of like push and then retract and push and retract. And it was so hard. And then we get his head out. And so his head came out at 944. And then... Four more minutes of pushing, and I was at this point done. Like I was exhausted. Uh, it was so hard because like I'm pushing, but I'm like my body was just like done. But then he's his head's out, but the rest of his body is is in my body, and so like we're like you gotta push. You can't chill right now. You gotta get him out. You gotta get him out. You can't rest. It was like you gotta get him out. Push, push, push. Like between pushes, my doula would coach me to where it's like okay, push and then chill for like a little bit, take some breaths. But once his head was out, it was like, no, we got it. We got to push. Um, looking back on the video, we had to push. My baby was just like hanging out my body. And I'm just like, oh, I'm so hard. It's so trying. I'm trying. But then he came out. And then it was the most beautiful, beautiful thing in the world. I was like sitting there on my hands, on my knees with him like hanging between me. And I had to like shift where I could sit and hold him. And then I just held him. And I'm like. Oh, my baby, he was so perfect and beautiful and amazing. And I'm just so happy and grateful and thankful that it, oh, I couldn't have, it couldn't have gone any better. It was so beautiful. It was so amazing. Oh, like I remember, um, I remember just like being like basking in like the glow of just happiness. Like we called the paramedics after. Because, like I said, I didn't have a medical professional. So we called the paramedics after. Um, they showed up. They didn't do anything. They didn't really check me. They are like, how you feel? I'm like, are you good? You need to go to the hospital? I'm good. I don't need to go to the hospital. I'm fine. I'm happy. We're good. I'm not in pain. We're just chilling. Baby's just talking. It was beautiful. So I was like, we're good. And that is my birth story. Again, I should have done this like right after. Because I feel like I left out so many details. But I just remember, I just remember it, it was the hard, it, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. It was very uncomfortable. The, the cramps, the contractions, they were very intense. The hardest thing I've ever done, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. And the reward was so much better. I do remember after it was over saying I was never doing it again. I was like, I'm never doing this again. This is hard. But... I would do it again. Not too many times. I don't need too many kids, but I would absolutely do it again. Oh, because it's such a magical, miraculous experience.
But anyway, <laughs> that is why I've been MIA. The pregnancy, the birth, the adjusting to motherhood. It's all been a very wild ride and a lot of growth has happened. A lot of a lot of changes have happened. A lot of just becoming a woman has happened and I'm thankful for every bit of it and I'm ready to get back into the swing of things and start doing more soulcology episodes and and start being just, you know, walking in my purpose. So I can be an example to Emmanuel about how to walk in his. <sighs> Until next time, I love you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I will see you. I will talk to you. I will hear from you all very soon. Peace. Enjoy your day.